Welcome to America's Heroes Group podcast with information and resources that's disseminated intentionally to empower our military population with host Vietnam veteran Cliff Kelly, co-host Iraq veteran Colonel Dr. Damon Arnold, and co-host Army National Guard veteran Sean Claiborne. And now, America's Heroes Group podcast. Good afternoon, good afternoon. Welcome to America's Heroes Group on WVON 1690 AM, the talk of Chicago. I am Vietnam veteran host Cliff Kelly. America's Heroes Group is a live streaming podcast, global platform, radio, print, and digital media broadcast show that empowers change agents through intentionally disseminating information, resources, and referrals to empower our military population. Thank you, Cliff, and welcome to America's Heroes Group, our roundtable with our partner, our veteran's legislative voice. Today is Saturday, January 28th, 2023, January of Cervical Cancer Awareness and National Blood Donor Month. Our host is Cliff Kelly. I'm Sean Claiborne, the co-host. Our executive producer is Glenda Smith, and our digital media producer is Ivan Ortega of Scouts Honor Productions. And we, today we have a person on the line, which we have been seeing on our show many times before. She is Stephanie Collada, none other than the U.S. Army Reserve Sergeant First Class and the founder and creator of the Veterans Legislative Voice. And we're going to talk about something that's been very, very, very recent in the news. It's been building up for a bit of a time now. That is a Social Security disability and possibility of a default on the debt ceiling and how that will directly affect VA disability and Social Security. How are you doing, Stephanie? I'm good. Glad to be here to talk about that portion. Yeah, so this has been going on for some time. This we've been going through this this something like this repeating record of you know, the debt ceiling getting hit or getting close to being hit. It's been going on over and over and over again for over many, many, many years. Not many, many yeah. administrations and so on. Tell us what's going on. Okay. So the debt ceiling was created in nineteen seventeen and it's basically to give us a good credit um in that way we have some competitiveness and it could raise our GDP and all the other nice things that pretty much will simulate a great economic status for this country. And it has been increased a lot. Uh, $7 trillion alone just during Trump's administration. And that is largely in part of the um, pandemic that his administratively, administration had really failed to react well at. So, we had to spend a lot of money to help stimulate the economy and help a lot of people out that was out of work. So we're still feeling the effects of that, of the pandemic, the unemployment, um, many things that are going on. And we still have to decide whether they're going to suspend the debt ceiling, increase it, what have you. And we are pretty much at the month that they're supposed to have made a decision. Thankfully, the Treasury Department did say that in a couple of other expert um, economic, economic people had said that we have until at least June or August until things really get bad mm-hmm. with that and that we could default by then. And yes. by defaulting, it would actually um, crash the stock market, actually put us in a real recession. A lot of people believe we're in a recession now. We haven't even been. Mm-hmm. As bad, actually, and but we would ter- most certainly turn into a recession. The scariest part is how it's going to affect the military and the veterans and the many people that make a living off of the military and the government. Mm-hmm. 
Well, it's hard to say if it's going to definitely crash the stock market. The odds are very, very high for sure. The Fed, if the debt yes. is not is not paid, and also on top of this, we also have the situation where the Federal Reserve has been raising interest rates over the last yes. year, which really yes. makes things very, very, very challenging. <clears throat> Excuse me. But the yeah. fact that they, if, the, if the debt ceiling is hit, interest rates would go through the roof. If you thought that it was yeah. bad last year, they're going to go on a whirlwind tour like none other before. You would think the Jacksons reunited or something like that. It's going to be bad yeah. if they don't raise this debt ceiling. Yeah, and it's going to be really scary. It's going to delay um, VA disability payments. It's going to delay Social Security payments. It's going to delay regular payments for the people that work for the government, and that's including contractors all the way, you know, down to the people working at uh, Burger King on base, all the way up to the head civilians. They can be impacted by their pay. Um, many, when that that type of thing happened, I've worked through a government, several government shutdowns, and um, the government civilians most likely will receive their pay for the time they missed or they are allowed to work through. Contractors are not promised that. So you actually have a higher rate of unemployment when this happens because they will need to file for unemployment when they do lose their job and possibly their income because of a government shutdown or a default of the government. Mm -hmm. You know, you got government employees, government contractors, even people that work for the state. A lot of that money that comes from the federal government that trickles down to state employees and state contractors. That money could be delayed or, or, or pushed back. God knows how long. Um, that it could be yeah. really, really bad. You know, the thing of it is, is what I'm guess I'm curious about is, from your research and from your expertise dealing with these types of topics, dealing with the social and um, and, and the legislative side of things, what is the holdup? Why is there a problem this time? Oh well, it is politics, of course, um, and of course, I, either party, either sides of the aisle have been saying that. One is playing politics over the other. The problem that I see, I try to be as neutral as possible, is that the current people that are at least one one side is saying, okay, let's raise the debt ceiling. The other saying, we will only agree to it if these things, these stipulations are made. And those things are basically trying to reverse decisions from the past of the other party. So there's a big fight here of how they're trying to get what they want and butting heads and causing a big drama. And all it's really doing is just raising a whole lot of heart rates for people and heart palpitations that should not be getting those issues. Um, The scariest thing really for me for Social Security is there's 8 million veterans that receive Social Security benefits. That's accounting for 14.5% 14.5% of all adult beneficiaries. That's disproportionately more veterans are on Social Security as well. So there's an assumption of those people are also not working. So those people need Social Security and what they get from the VA to basically survive, to pay for the bills, pay for the food on the table, support their dependents, and it's really scary. Hmm. And then, so when you look at these numbers and look at how things are affected, how much money are we actually talking about here? Like, what is the? And but, but let me back up a little bit though, because getting back on your previous point, using using the using the the the, the welfare of the of the United States and the and the and veterans and people on disability, people on Social Security, seniors, we're talking about talking about people that serve the country, using them as yeah. hostages for any kind yeah. of political dis, uh, disagreement. 
And I don't, and I don't yeah. just blame uh, Republicans, I blame Republicans and Democrats because really, at the end of the day, I mean, you guys need to come to the table and come up with some kind of uh, some kind of a solution. This has happened many times throughout history. This has happened going yeah. back many many years, many times in history. In history, we go through this yeah. this, this this repeat. That's like a re, it's like rinse, wash, and, and rinse and repeat. It's like it's, it doesn't make any sense. So, so, so what what can we do as voters to try to make our voices heard so that we get the people that that, that are responsible for this actually don't have the, the ability to do this to us again? Yeah. So what and so what I really recommend for people is to find out who first, who are your elected officials? Start tracking of what they're saying about this. A lot of politicians, they do uh, they do lie. Personally, I believe whatever they say in their role should be held for perjury if they're lying. But, you know, that's a perfect world. So I highly recommend for those people to fact check what their elected officials are saying, what they're saying is actually true, what they're saying that would actually make effect on things and try to figure out what's really going on beneath the surface. There's a lot of things really going on and it's um pretty scary sometimes i do recommend people to look up on uh, congress.gov for the bills and that are being introduced who's doing it what who's co-sponsoring and who's voting against it there's a lot of bills that certain politicians who say they're champions for veterans but they vote against a bill that would greatly benefit veterans so I really encourage people to try to see how your elected officials are truly voting and what they're truly saying in hearings. I'm a C-SPAN nut, and I loved it what was going on in the beginning of this month because I, I've been saying C-SPAN is the original OG of reality TV. And people need to be watching and finding out what they're saying um, it's scary what some people are saying that does not make sense. Um, I've brought it up with about abortion. Uh, when those topics of reproductive health are being talked about, there's certain people that think that an endoscopy, which is a little camera that goes down your throat, they think that that could go all the way to where the pregnant woman is carrying their baby. Mm. Those systems do not connect whatsoever so you really need to research to find out whether you're t- you're voting for and you're supporting the politicians that would be the best in that job and that's really important um a few things about you know the debt ceiling um congress has uh, always acted when called to raise the debt limit since 1960 congress has acted Seven, 78 separate times to permanently raise, temporarily extend, or revise, you know, the debt limit, the terms of it. Republican presidents have raised it 49 times. Democrat presidents have raised it 29 times. Congressional leaders on both parties have recognized uh, recognize that it's necessary. Both sides of the political parties have voted against it as a power political move, but still saying that it's important to raise or suspend or just at least revise for this, that they must act to this. And it's pretty scary when those things happen. The uh, Treasury Secretary Yellen has sent Congress three separate letters this month regarding the debt limit, trying to explain why this needs to be happening, what they need, 
to do to actually make sure that the country does not default. And it's, it's uh, <laughs> please keep watching the news and keep trying to back up the information of what you uh, see and read. But the thing is, I, you have to believe and have to have to at least trust, because if they don't believe this, then they don't belong in, in, in an office, any kind of legislative office at, or, or at all, or executive office for that matter. They have to already, yeah. already know that, you know, how the debt ceiling works and what that means. So the debt ceiling, just so people can understand, the debt ceiling is basically how much money the federal government can borrow to keep its bills paid. We run a deficit every single year uh, since uh, the only time in the last maybe, I, I want to say probably since the 1900s, the early 1900s, mm-hmm. like 1900, yep. literally. We've only had, I think I think Clinton was the only one that actually had a, a budget surplus or actually not a budget surplus in the sense that he had, there was no deficit or no debt at all yeah. to be had but where the government didn't spend more money than they were collecting in taxes. Okay, so yeah. in 2022, the U.S. collected $4.9 trillion in revenue, but they spent $6.27 in spending, which was a $1.38 trillion deficit. And all that deficit yeah. does is get added to the credit card bill, which is basically the debt ceiling. So your credit card limit is basically the ceiling. Once you get to your limit, the credit card stops working. So, so Congress yep. has to basically say, you know what, let's raise this limit so we can continue to pay our bills, but the country is constantly living off of debt. Yes. $31.5 yes. trillion of debt right now, $68,000 per citizen. Yes. And the scary part is that, yes, we're only taking in so much money, but then that's also one of the reasons why in the um, previous congressional session that they've actually have been pushing to hire more agents or people within the treasury department so then they can do all of the irs audits that they need to be and need to be doing um um irs agents isn't you know to go after me and you it's to go after the one percent that's been getting away for not paying for um, their taxes because they found a loophole that really shouldn't have happened or they're doing it illegally. Mm-hmm. So those type of things are really important. And that's one of the things that the Republicans have been trying to get is to remove or even dissolve the IRS. So then that way, you know, more people can keep their money in certain ways. And it's really scary when this stuff and these arguments happen. If the, if the country defaults, this is going to impact 2.4 million military members, majority of the military are E4 and below. If they have kids, they're married with children, they're more likely getting uh, food stamps or some other way on the actual economy because they can't afford all of that stuff. We have a great amount of poor service members working out here. So they not only lose their actual day-to-day pay, They'll lose the food stamps that they need to feed their children. This also includes the retirees. There's 400,000 survivors of fallen service members that will actually lose their survival survivor benefits. The dependency and indemnity um, compensation when a service member or a veteran dies, that stuff will be stopped. So it's really scary that it's not only affecting the military, it's everyone else that has any association to the military. Wow, this is crazy. And, that, and that, once again, people have to realize is that we, we definitely have a problem with government spending. From the, yes. I, think the, I think the public view, for the most part, if, I can, if, I can, if I'm accurate in echo, echoing the public view, people believe that Republicans are too quick to cut taxes, yeah. 
uh, Democrats are too quick to spend money. But yeah. and somewhere in that in that in that in between, there's got to be some kind of compromise where you come together and say, "Hey, but at the but there is time to do that. You don't have to use the debt ceiling as a brinkmanship move where you're saying, okay, this is we're going to push the red button. It's going to be a nuclear war if you don't if you don't change the way you're you know the changes bill or change that bill. They can raise the debt ceiling and then come back to the table and do the responsible thing and actually fix the problem. I mean, yeah. if any, if and, you can't run a business by saying, "Okay, well, I'm not going to pay my bills if you know if I don't if these guys don't do this or do that, or if my employees don't act right, or if I don't get my I'm not happy, I'm just not, not going to pay any of my bills." The business goes out of business. Yeah, yeah, and we need smart people to ma- be making these compromises. Um, it's been pointed out when they're when they were having the whole issue with the vote for the speaker. Uh, Representative Lauren Boebert from Cal- Colorado said, "Hey, this is great. We haven't, you know, haven't been spending any money because we're not working." I'm like, "No, you are still spending money. That money is going to still be put, used, mm-hmm. and you're still charging people despite the fact that you haven't been able to actually do your job." Right. So. Uh, so frustrating that people need to really research and understand what their elected officials are doing and saying. So that way we can vote and maintain the, the people that can really try to champion for all of us and make the best wholesome uh, decisions. Mm-hmm. Now, there was talk because I've been trying to read up and find out if there was any kind of Republican plan actually in place, because the, the main reason why the Republicans, from what I understand, or the, they're saying that they're, we're spending way too much money, which they're right. We're spending way too much money. Yes. The what what do we do about it? So what is is there anything that you've heard them propose that's concrete? Because I've heard these vague things like, well, they're going to cut Social Security and want to cut Medicare. But what, how yeah. and what? And then that really is not enough. And then on top of that, it's probably not where you want to cut first. Nope. Um, there's been a lot of different things. There's never been an ironclad overall thing that has been put out there. They're not, you know, sending out PowerPoint presentations of how they can do it better than the Democrats. That's one of the things that is kind of frustrating. Um, some people uh, have said Representative Wallets said that they're not going to do it on the back. And they're, he's all for a balanced budget, but we're not going to do it on the backs of the troops and the military. Um and he said, if we really want to talk about debt and spending, it's the entitlement programs. That's the Social Security. They have said that they haven't pl- that they haven't yet planned to alter the benefits for the current recipients of this uh, of those entitlement prog- uh, programs, but possibly for the future. So that would be increasing the um, retirement age, probably decreasing the amount of um, money that they will get day to day. Um, increasing probably the amount of work credits that makes you eligible for the Social Security disability payments that you get when you become too disabled to work before you can retire. So the increase of that work credits, I think right now it's almost 15 years. It's a lot of time that you have to put in to get to that point. Um, So it's pretty scary for a lot of people that may fall into that loop and have to deal with the uh, poverty and other uh, systems that's going to have to support them. Yeah, we definitely need smarter spending in our economy, like doing things that actually invest and bring back dividends from what yes. you put money into. And we spend so 2023, the, the proposed budget for our defense was like 858 billion somewhere in that, in that mm-hmm. ballpark. Uh, that's, yeah. that's actually higher. We're not in war right now. We don't. We're not. That's higher than what ever has ever been, even during the wars of Afghanistan and Iraq. 
But why yeah, are we spending that much money still on defense when we've, I mean, people, troops have come home, people have left the military, the numbers are dwindling down. We are sending aid to, to Ukraine, that is true. But yeah. we only spent $303 billion in the budget for this year for VA benefits. Yeah. And that includes well, the $5 billion that they're talking about putting in for the PACT Act, the promise to address comprehensive uh, toxics. That's included well, in there's, that. there's also um, $40 billion from the PACT Act that would go towards veterans' um, facilities, the outpatient clinics, uh, resident clinics, um, all of the things that uh, Senator Pat, Pat Toomey and a few other people like Senator Ted Cruz had said was, quote-unquote, um, pork barrel spending that's not going to go to veterans no read that bill read the act it's going to veterans clinics va clinics for them to actually create and have to support our veterans in populations that we don't currently have clinics to help them wow yeah and some of the money i do know is uh, also it's a big ticket item that's happened recently and, and it's the renaming of military bases mm-hmm. that a lot of military bases especially in the south have been named uh after con- uh, confederate generals yeah. and i'm a little mixed there but uh, to me yes they shouldn't have been named but then spending a whole lot of money on it um is also some something harder to swallow for me too so I, can't, I leave I it can't up to how it's even a big bill. Yeah. Like, how hard is it to change a sign? I know, right? No, there's a lot. The names are in all, on a lot of different positions. The contracting and things I've worked on a lot of military bases. Uh, you have to change a whole lot of things. Wow! Just to change a single name. Wow! We've got about thirty seconds left. So, what do you think is going to happen? Do you think we will actually hit the ceiling? My my bet I, is that we probably won't. It's just because there's too much going on. And something has to give, but what did, what's your thought? I think we're gonna they're going to finally pass it at the very last second to give us all the heart palpitations that they're gonna make us watch it with interest. Wow. Stephanie Collada, yeah. thank you for your time. You've always given us some great information. This is a topic we got we gotta come back to and see what happens. US Army Reserve Sergeant First Class and founder and creator of the Veterans Ladies of Voice. We'll be right back, America Tears Group. Thank you for listening to America's Heroes Group Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss an episode. And for more details, visit americashg.org.